Welcome to the Lynch Sanity, a podcast for the Running Book Podcast Network. Sandy podcast, part of the Lincoln podcast network. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to make this one short and sweet for you, uh, today, uh, some, some technical, some, some scheduling conflicts, uh, have been a row in our rising, uh, for this week, uh, holidays, obviously, uh, and everything that goes along with that. Uh, so please, uh, we apologize for not having the full podcast. Our plan this week was to have Bryce Shetty and Zach Griffith, uh, just unfortunate scheduling conflicts. Uh, made that difficult. Uh, everything's good. We're not, you know, nothing's bad. It's just, you know, unfortunate schedule conflicts that are putting us in this position. And so that is going to lead uh, myself uh, to a monologue here uh, over the last week or so. Uh, you know, whether it's just a drive by, you're going on a walk, you just want to hear something different. Uh, please check this out. Uh, we're just going to discuss the week 15 action. Um, you know, and we're going to cut some games. We're going to have some games on. We're just going to start off with uh, what what happened last Thursday? Niners Seahawks. Uh, Niners twenty one. Seahawks thirteen. Look, um, just starting off with this last Thursday night game, Seattle has the talent to, to potentially make the wild card. The issue right now is what kind of Geno Smith are we getting? You know, this was a guy. I think it's important to remember. You know, even despite the incredible success that he did have, and then he's having the season. You know, this was a guy that they considered benching uh, for Drew Locke. You know, that was a real quarterback situation. And do I think that that's what's going to happen here? No, I don't. But it's a reminder, you know, sometimes of, you know, okay, what what does a great stretch look like and what does sustained greatness look like? Um, I think for Geno's sake here, he really needs to figure out how to get back on track. Um, I just thought this was a game that they should have won at home, 12th man on the field. You got to win it for your division. And to put yourself in the hunt. Um, I just think these guys are, are too talented offensively. Defensively, to me, is where the problem lies. Um, they're just giving up too much easy stuff. Uh, they're giving too much easy stuff down the field. Um, you know, I think this is a decent secondary, but I think the front seven needs a lot of work. And I think that showed with McCaffrey getting 100 yards. And, and I just think overall... You know, if Seattle wants to get to where they can be, which is a playoff team and a, a dangerous wildcard team at that because of the threats that they have, they're going to have to figure out a way to get more balanced two-way approach on defense. Uh, and the front seven is going to have to play better. They have a ridiculously tough schedule coming up. They have Kansas City coming up next week. They have the Jets at home and then the Rams at home. The last two could potentially be reasonable. Obviously, if they can beat the Chiefs, that would be interesting because you're probably my guess is you're probably going on a hot streak after beating a Kansas City Chiefs team that many believe is the number one team in the AFC. Next up, uh, we will go right into, uh, in my opinion, one of the greatest, uh, com- the greatest comeback in NFL history, uh, the Minnesota Vikings um, moving into 11-3 and against the Indianapolis Colts at 4-9-1. and And, you know, the fact was, I mean, they scored 33 points in the first half compared to zero for Minnesota. The Colts really didn't do a whole lot offensively. It was more so just incredible defensive plays setting themselves in different positions uh, to get all of these points in the first half. And look, you know, I think what this game showed, you know, from the Colts perspective, you know, with the fact that Minnesota was able to score 14 points in the third and 22 in the fourth, the Indianapolis Colts are just, it's, it's not, you know, the coaching's a problem. And I have absolutely no doubt that Jeff Saturday is going to get, uh, he's gone. 
I just don't think he's the head coach anymore. I think that's been proven. Uh, I just think that this team doesn't buy into it. And, you know, look, when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings here, this is the type of resilience that you want to see. Okay. I mean, when you're down, when you're down by that certain amount, when you're down 33 to nothing, that that's not easy. And most teams are going to not try to even push back. The fact that this team was able to combine and rally here shows me a lot that they, that every game matters to them here on this stretch. If they can find a way to get the two seed, they have a chance to kind of own some home field here before the conference championship. I like that if I'm the Vikings. I think Minnesota has a very talented team. I think the key for them is Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins cannot turn the ball over, they could be a solid team here. Um, I, I, this is an NFC. Uh, and I think people need to recognize the quarterbacks are untrustable in this conference. You know, people are going to sit there and they're going to talk about Kirk Cousins, and that's fine. Kirk Cousins hasn't played well in a lot of big games, but look at the other quarterbacks in that conference, and especially who's looking to make in the playoffs. You can't tell me you trust any of them. Uh, I just think that this is a situation here where Minnesota's got the roster to do it, and they certainly got the resilience. Uh, the question for me is going to be, how can Minnesota figure out what that balance looks like? And do they respond from this like, oh, crap, we can't take it easy? Or are they going to be content down the stretch? I think Minnesota's got to figure out a way to get the two seed. Um, I think that that's so important for them, uh, especially in my opinion, if you go against the Niners, you want to have that game at home. That's one of the best fan bases in America. I just don't think that Skull Nation uh, should be going on the road for that if, I, if I'm Minnesota. Next up, and any other thing I guess I'd like to add to, about the Indianapolis Colts and, and then Minnesota Vikings is the fact that the Minnesota Vikings have Justin Jefferson obviously gets the highlights every single week. He's the guy that makes the glory plays. But where Minnesota has really gotten better under the Kevin O'Connell era is maximizing all sorts of his weapons, whether that's TJ Hawkinson, whether that's Adam Thielen, whether that's Dalvin Cook, whether that's KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne, in my opinion, was the reason that they surged in the second half. You looked at what he was doing. You looked at the type of plays he was making. He was not giving up. And that's a player, third receiver on a football team that you got to be pretty thrilled with here. Uh, I just think this was a massive win for the Vikings. And, and I'm curious to kind of see how that kind of shakes up the rest of the year. Uh, Ravens-Browns played. No, Huntley, uh, no Lamar Huntley back in. Ravens looked horrible. Browns looked horrible, but didn't matter. They scored 13. Ravens scored three. Ravens. Uh, putting themselves in a position here where they're not by up by a, a ton in the wild card race. They definitely need a vision. Bengals are red hot. I'd be curious to see what happens there. Dolphins, Bills. Uh, Bills coming in this game that score, you know, it's kind of rough offensively. And then, you know, against Miami, you know, to put up 32 in that freezing cold weather, you know, that, that's a good sign for them uh, to get that, to get the points back. I, again, I, I still don't think that Josh Allen uh, is playing at the level of which you're going to want him to play. Again, that running attack has to be giving you more. Um, I just don't think that they can settle with Allen being their leading rusher at this point. Uh, I just don't like that for them moving forward and, and in the playoffs. I just want to make sure he's upright. He's throwing the ball to my targets. I think this was a good game for Dawson Knox. Knox, a player who caught all six of his targets a tight end that can really do something down the middle. You know, Gabe Davis is explosive, obviously. Cole Beasley underneath now, who just recently signed there. And Diggs is going to do everything for them. But they're going to need a second option in that passing game. I don't care who it is. They're going to have to get it. 
I feel like Dawson Knox has a chance to be that guy for them in terms of matchups. He has to be taking advantage of this. He did against Miami. You know, and I got to be honest with you, I'm I'm higher on Miami after this game. This was tremendous resilience by a team that a lot of people questioned about whether they could handle it in the cold. This is a run game. Uh, Tua looked okay. I didn't think Tua sucked. The uh, the ground game looked fantastic with Mostert. Uh, the passing game, I thought, looked pretty good considering the conditions. And I don't hate this defense, man. I really don't. I don't really want – the stats to me are – I'm not really looking at the stats here with this Miami defense. I buy the talent. Uh, I buy the guys that they have. Uh, I just think this is a defense that's that's going to fight. You know, I mean, they may not be a top 10 defense. They may not be a top eight defense, but, you know, I can tell you right now, they're going to fight for you. You got guys like Christian Wilkins dominating in the middle. You got guys like Raekwon Davis. You got guys like Gazavian Howard. You got guys like Byron Jones, Javon Holland. Those are playmakers, man, okay? And and I, I just think that those Miami defensive players – are good enough, and I trust them to make enough plays to maybe get them through here. I, I think this is a game that solidifies that they are a playoff team. It's just going to be interesting to see how they get there or potentially if they lose it. They have a tough schedule coming up. Um, do the Jets take advantage? Uh, because I, that's that's kind of my only, my only question there. Uh, meanwhile, the Jaguars, uh, 30 to 34. The Jaguars are one of the division, folks. I don't care. I've been on this for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, you know, not get that credit. Uh, look, the, the Jaguars offensively are extremely talented. It, right? it was all about just making consistent plays. It's just a young team. They would make some silly mistakes. The quarterback would make silly mistakes. There'd be things the running back would do that would be smart. But look, this is just part of a young team, man. And this is a talented young team and coached by a former Super Bowl champion. And the Tennessee Titans are banged up. The Tennessee Titans – as mentioned by Lynn Sandy a hundred times, we just didn't like, we didn't buy them. We've seen them for years. We know what they were and we kind of knew what they lost and what they lost was a lot. And I think it was more than what people wanted to admit And this Titans team is just not where it needs to be. It's just not. And a lot of that has to, and it's got to do with multiple parties, you know, and the Jaguars are coming into this thing like, okay, fine. If we cook late in the season, we're cooking with gas, baby. And that's exactly what they're doing. The Jaguars coming in here against uh, the Dallas Cowboys and winning this game in overtime, thanks to an incredible pick six, um, incredible pick six by Rage on Jenkins. The Jaguars are definitely in position to win this division. I like them to win this division. Trevor Lawrence is playing like a top 10 quarterback. I mean, I think everyone had extremely high expectations of him because of how incredible he was in college, but people need to recognize Trevor's ability to create things and he has incredible arm power and ability to throw it all across the field. Like people really need to ignore. I mean, I think it it gets talked about a little bit, but it really brings up the point that urban Meyer set this guy back so much. And now that you have Doug Peterson who helped Carson once basically become the MVP, like he has a track record with getting really good talent quarterbacks to their potential. It's a fact. And Trevor Lawrence to me is a player that he's getting to his potential. And this was, this is a guy everyone thought he would be. And now that the run, you know, Travis Etienne's been an absolute beast for them. They have multiple receivers. What I like about this team right now is, you know, Christian Kirk's their, their nice player, kind of their top option, but they are not afraid to make Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, 
Jamal Agnew, even who I'm not the biggest fan of, but Jamal Agnew, they're willing to make these guys, you know, kind of their passing game, depending on the match. Um, they got a lot of guys they can throw in there. And I would guess that they're tough to scout because of that. Uh, I, I like what this Jaguars team is doing. Dallas, I'm not that concerned at all. They clinched the playoff spot. They're the fifth seed. They're a tough fifth seed. Dak got to figure out the picks. Dak figures out the picks. You kind of have like a two and one stretch. You go three and all the finish the rest of the season. They're fine. Next up, uh, Bears, Eagles. I don't want to talk about that too much. Eagles won 25 to 20. Bears fall into another position where they're going to be looking for a top pick. The Eagles uh, found a way to remain the top seed. I will say this about the Eagles. The Eagles absolutely need one more loss, in my opinion. Uh, I think they could use it uh, just because I think you cannot sit there and have – there's a difference between a healthy confidence and there's a difference with overconfidence. I feel like the Eagles are being overconfident. If the Eagles are overconfident, you might take a team lightly. I don't like that if I was a Eagles fan. Um, I think they might need a, a loss to Dallas this week. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. I think it would give them kind of the remember – you know, the, remember this feeling, you know, because they they barely lost it. I mean, the Washington game, you know, give credit to Washington. They played pretty well. But, you know, that was one of those games I think that could be past them. That could be past Philly. And I think sometimes you need that fresh kind of wound to just remember this is what happened and we can't let it happen again. Next up, another game that, you know, I found, you know, kind of sort of intriguing for the NFC South. Uh, division race is the Saints and the Falcons. Saints going up 21 to 18. Worst division in football right now, in my opinion. Uh, I just, look, man, I'm tired of watching Andy Dalton, the quarterback, because I think Jameis Winston should be the guy. I just am. Uh, their defense is really good. They forced us to do a bunch of stuff they didn't want him to do. Uh, I, I think the Saints, you know, I thought this team was talented enough to win the division, certainly. Um, there's a chance for that to happen. I don't think that will happen because I literally think Eddie Dalton limits their ability to win the division. But again, we'll see where it goes. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go Lions Jets, man. Lions Jets. Um, look, I, I think Detroit's very good. Detroit won 20 to 17. I think they're very good. I think people need to pump the brakes. Detroit has to basically go undefeated. And respectfully, you can sit there and you can tell me that they can win all three of those games, and that's fine. But let's remember what the franchise is. Let's remember what the franchise is. These players are going to have to kind of get o- help the franchise get over a reputation of, oh, losing a game you shouldn't. On the road, you never win. Like, that type of mentality has been soaked in and put together by their franchise for pretty much years. And at this point, you're going to have to decide in this next stretch of games, who are you? What are you trying to be? What's your overall mindset here? Uh, I mean, Carolina, you know, you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me Detroit's better than Carolina. I'd probably agree. But it doesn't mean I don't think that they can just win the game. Um, I think that this is a Detroit team that honestly got lucky uh, that Zach Wilson was the quarterback and not a guy like Mike White. I think Mike White inserted into the lineup gives the Jets the win. I, I just don't think this was a great win for Detroit. Um, I really don't. I think they got away with a lot. You can't get away with it against most teams. And once again, you have to win every game. If you don't win every game, you're probably not making the playoffs. Um, it's a, just a tough situation. As for the Jets, look, I've been liking this team all year. 
I really have. I said New England was going to be last. And right now, I'm call. I'm close. I'm close. You know, people made fun of me before the season, but I was close. The Jets are the Jets are a very talented football team defensively. They have the weapons. They've got the they've got the running game. But the problem, in my opinion, is just the fact that they're going to have to get a quarterback. It just is what it is. You know, does it suck that Mike White's not out there? Yes, they're much better with him in the center, but they're not. They're not going to get him back. I just think the Jets have to go get a starting quarterback next year, man. I just do. And I think they will. I think you can't, you, as a quarterback, you can't not watch the Jets play and be like, yeah, I don't want to be there. Like, you do. They have all these fun young players and they have a really good defense. And in my opinion, a very good football coach. Next up, uh, Steelers, Panthers. I don't want to dive into too much. 24 16. I think with Carolina, that could potentially be a loss in the division, but I just, don't really think it's going to matter. Every team's basically the same record. Uh, Chiefs, Texans, 30 to 24 overtime. Look, uh, m- monkey game. Chiefs just made enough plays. They won the game. I would counter and say that I think it's a joke that they had to go to overtime against this team, but it is what it is. Uh, you got the Broncos and Cardinals. Uh, Broncos are getting one more win, maybe one more win before Hackett gets fired. Uh, Patriots Raiders, uh, man, 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 Patriots Raiders. What a crazy game, right? I mean, back and forth, two last two minutes left. Derek Carr slinging it. I mean, he just looks incredible. Um, you know, Cole makes an incredible, incredible grab in the end zone, which by the way, it's a touchdown and gave the Raiders, you know, gave them that go ahead and the Patriots, are just undisciplined, man. They're just undisciplined. You know, whatever this Patriots way is, I'd like to see it, please, because it hasn't been that way. It hasn't been that way since Brady left, really. Um, I gave him the benefit of the doubt last year with cause Brady was out. I was like, well, we have to find the culture again. To me, this is not a team that's showing any resilience. I think they're done. I don't think they make the playoffs. I'm so low on the Patriots. I, I don't think Mac Jones can lead a team. I think it's something you have to consider next year. Um, I would even go on to say that I think you potentially call and see if Jimmy wants to come back there as well, because I think that this is a team that is in that big need of quarterback. Because if you don't trust Mac Jones and you think that Bailey Zappi isn't the guy, then you have to think about other options. And I just, at some point, I don't even think the organization believes in Mac Jones. Like, you want to listen to your quarterback, right? So, like, if your quarterback wants to throw deep, your quarterback is, like, making it clear that that's what he wants to do. You want to find those adjustments. Well, the problem with that is, if you're in New England, you know he wants to do that. You're not doing it. And when you are doing it, here's your problem. He's not executing what you really want him to do, which is a quick game plan. This was a team that was horrible against the red zone, the Raiders defensively, and they made some big plays down there, stopped doing one. And Derek Carr, man, look, he's been criticized for kind of this up and down year. But Derek Carr is a very good player in the clutch. He is, he is a very high-level quarterback in the clutch. I mean, if the Raiders want to trade him, I just think that'd be stupid. But if they really want to do that, 
I mean, some teams are going to be interested in his services. He's a nice younger quarterback who can throw the ball and he has some decent mobility. I, I like the Raiders. I, I like the Raiders a lot in that game. And then the Chandler Jones play. I mean, man, you know, Stevenson on the draw, throws back to Myers. Myers throws it. Chandler catches it at the 50 and then runs it in. I mean, I mean, again, it, that's just not something that any team does, especially let alone a New England. And I, I just firmly believe a loss like that puts you in a position where you're not getting to the playoffs. I just don't think that type of loss gets you in the playoffs. I don't. I, I think that's going to hurt you. You know, obviously it's one game, sure, but I just think the way you lost that game will affect the Patriots moving forward. Therefore, I'm not as. I just don't think they're making it. Uh, and then in terms of, you know, the way that I see the Raiders, maybe it finished off the season strong. Maybe, maybe they're going to have to make a decision with McDaniels. Next up, uh, a game that I, I thought, well, honestly, this is my favorite game of the week. I'm not even going to lie to you in terms of how the team would contrast and match was Tennessee and, and the Chargers. Look, if you, be, if you were a believer in Tennessee, you needed him to win this game. You needed to win this game. The books told you that too with the plus three. You needed him to win this game because the, the Chargers are a team that has the reputation of not being able to win these games. They have the reputation of if the game slows down and if you said 17 to 14, who wins? It's not likely you're saying the Chargers would win a game. But they did. And it's a credit to the and, – and Tennessee, you know, I mentioned them earlier. I'm out on them. I'm out on what they're going to be. I don't think this team wins the division. The Chargers, man, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. Man. Man. I mean, if they're going to win games like this, you know they can put up 30 and win. You know they can get in the high 20s. You know they can get in the mid-20s. You get me in the teens with this team. That's different, man. And you got to give credit. I mean, I, I, look, there's been a lot of criticism on Granite Staley lately, and especially this last season and the way the season's going, and I get it. But the injuries of this team are starting to dwindle down now. They're starting to get some guys back. And we're seeing the potential of this team, and they have a very favorable schedule down the stretch here. Would not shock me at all if they get into the fifth seat. They're playing really smart football. Next up. Bengals and the Bucks. I, I don't really want to talk about this game, but the Bengals are hot. Um, we've talked about it. Sanity with Bryce, and you know he eats. He was kind of low on the Bengals. He's back on the Bengals now. The Bengals are good. They just are. Um, but I really don't think this was anything to do with the Bengals. I think it had everything to do with Tampa again not being good. Tampa turning the ball over. Tampa not sustaining drives. Tampa giving the Cincinnati Bengals really good field position to where if you give any decent offense that type of field position, they're scoring. They're scoring. And I just don't believe that what's going on in Tampa can get them over the top. Let me let me show you, let me show you the, the schedule that they have here. So they have the Cardinals next week on Sunday Night Football. They have the Panthers at so the Panthers, they face them at Tampa and then at Atlanta. So here's, here's, here's my thought. They're losing next week. I think they might lose next week. I think they might lose. I think they very well might lose. Saturday Night Football, Tampa, Arizona, 
I very well think they might lose. Like, I really think they might lose. I think the Cardinals are just going to play their butts off at home to try to get a win. And I don't think Tampa's ready for it, man. And I just don't think this is a team that show has shown me anything all year to suggest that they're a playoff team outside of the names and their jerseys. Maybe the name, the names are familiar. I mean, you would think off the top of your head, oh, Tom Brady deserves the playoffs. Mike Evans deserves the playoffs. Chris Godwin deserves the playoffs. Leonard Fournette deserves the playoffs. Shad White deserves the playoffs. But it ain't about the stats. Next up, Giants, Commanders. Commanders got screwed. I, I mean, this, 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 I mean, what a joke of a win, in my opinion. Horrible from the league. 20 to 12, you're messing up on two plays at the end of the game. The Terry McLaurin, you know, all oh, they're going to move him up off the line. The Curtis Samuel, Darnay Holmes holding them over like somebody's human backpack. The the it's it's just not nothing about what they're doing is sustainable. The Giants, I have been so clear on this. I'm I'm just you you gotta sell me on something in the passing game. Something, something. You have to sell me on something. This is a team that's so dependent upon Yak. It's on. It feels like they're so dependent on Yak to make explosive plays. Daniel Jones isn't throwing the ball more than five yards down the field. The defense has been really good. I like their defense, and I like the run game. But the passing game is so, so rough, in my opinion, that it's hard for me to see how this team can seriously get to the playoffs. But, you know, at some point, maybe Daniel Jones can get them enough. But I personally have a prediction. I think they're done. I think they're done. I don't think this team is going to beat Minnesota at home. I don't even think they could. I think the Colts could beat them, beat the Giants, actually. I wouldn't even be shocked by that. And I also think the Eagles could beat the Giants. And yes, with a backup quarterback. I don't think, I I seriously think they can lose three in a row. I really do. I really do. I'm I'm just not sold on this team. I'm just not. Uh, I really think Washington got screwed out of that win. I think Washington's a better team. Uh, problem is Washington's going to have a tougher schedule, so they might be out of the picture, which really sucks. But that's just the simple truth. They play the, look at their next three, Niners, Browns, Cowboys. Grant, two of those games are at home, the last two. You get the Niners. I mean, they beat the Eagles. Maybe they beat the Niners. I mean, the spread's pretty high which I don't really understand in favor of the Niners, but in seven point spread, but I don't, I don't really think that this is the type of game that, you know, I mean, Washington's got their season. I like, I think I I like this team. I like what they're made of. I think Heineke has been really good. And I, I just, I simply think they're one of the seven best teams. I just don't think the giants are. I just, I just don't, I just don't. I just don't think they're one of the seven best teams. Moving on to and Monday Night Football, which I don't have any interest in talking about. Uh, Packers beat the Rams uh, 24 to 12. The Packers are not the hunt. The Packers are not the hunt. The Jaguars and the Jets, Thursday Night Football, beyond at about 7.15 this evening for Central Time listeners. Jets favored in this game. I have a really tough time thinking the Jets aren't going to win this game, and I don't know why. 
because Zach Wilson has given me nothing to trust. The defense has given me a lot to trust. And that's kind of what I'm banking on here. I mean, again, Cowboys, great. Jaguars are on fire. They really are. They're on fire. Uh, they look really good. Uh, but this is also a very young team. And again, I think they're going to win the division. I really do. I think they're going to win the division, even with this loss. I'm really not that worried about it. If I'm a Jaguars fan, if I lose this game, it's like, it sucks. But you know, it is what it is. Because I think I've got enough winnable games down the stretch where it's really not going to matter. Here's the Jaguars' next three games. At Houston. Home. Tennessee. Just don't think this game means as much. I think this game means a ton to the Jets. They have got to get this win at home. They have got to get this win at home. They go two on the road after that. Seahawks and Miami. You don't want to have to go must win on those games. You just don't. The Jets are going to have to find a way to win this game. It's ugly. I think they're going to. I think Johnny's getting ice cream, but it's ugly. It's going to, It's not going to be fun. Johnny's not going to sit there and he's going to sit there and beg to get ice cream as soon as this game's over because it's going to be an ugly. It's going to be ugly. I, my, the key for me is I want to see Zach Wilson run. Like his lack of mobility sometimes just doesn't make sense. You have a very good offensive line and it's fine to sit back and drop. You have awesome receivers, but you don't run the ball a little bit. That's all. Run the ball. Maybe he does that today. Maybe he does that today. Uh, but anyhow, uh, just a quick version of a insanity. Um, again, love this, love this pod, love doing this. Wish Bryce was here. Wish that we could have brought our guest in. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out like that. But I do have some big news uh, that we did release. That we are going to release Lynn Sanity playoff picture, baby. It is back on and it's steaming hot. It is steaming hot. We are going to get Zach Griffith on every single week of the playoffs. So that's a person that, you know, all of us enjoy, all of us really like, and, you know, on the Lynn Sanity and, and just the chemistry's there. And so there's no reason to stop. And so without further ado, Zach will be on the Lynn Sanity with us for every week of the playoffs. Very, very excited about that. And once again, thank you for listening to the Lynn Sanity Podcast.